Blog Talk Radio. Get it, get it, the way she shake it, make you wanna hit it Think she double jointed from the way she split it Got your head fucked up from the way she did it She's so much more than you used to She knows just how to move to seduce you She gon' do the right thing and touch the right spots And dance to your lap till you're ready to pop She always ready when you want it She want it like an info, the info I show you where to meet her From the late night till daylight The club jumping if you want a good time She gon' give you what you want and what you want it Baby, it's a new age, you like my new grade Let's get together, maybe we can start a new phase This smoke has a club all in, got like don't you just a saving Why don't you come over here, you got me crazy Hey, oh, I'm tired of using technology Why don't you sit down on top of me Hey, oh, I'm tired of using technology I need you right in front of me She wants to... Been down for like eating hummus and pita chips. So if you're here, you already know what it is. Huh? I said I'm sitting down eating pita chips and hummus. So if you're here, you already know what it is. That, that, I'm sitting over here drinking strawberry milk. That's what I'm Strawberry milk? I ain't had mm-hmm. it in a long, long time. I know, right? I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't drink it as much as I used to because, I mean... Regular milk doesn't agree with me. What, your lactose intolerant? Uh, only the milk. That's the sad part. Like, milk and yogurt. And that's so hard to I mean, cheese don't do nothing to me. Or, well, you know, like I said, I, I, they had the little the strawberry syrup in the grocery store, so I copped that. So I was like, I can make all Yeah, I understand. I mean, I, drink, anyway. I mean, I drink almond milk. There you go. But let's not bore everybody with our with our thoughts of almond milk, hummus, and potatoes. They're just listening for it. <laughs> yeah, you're right, y'all. Woo! Yeah, I mean, we we all have to talk about. It. I mean, the week of the Super Bowl. Yeah, man, the big game, Super Bowl Forty Nine, coming up this Sunday. Patriots and so, the Seahawks. Where you gonna be at to watch the game, champ? Uh, I'm probably gonna be home uh, watching the game. 
most likely that's mm-hmm. probably where I'm going to be watching the game at home. I mean, you know, I don't really do much Super Bowl parties anymore and anything like that. I just watch it at the, out at, here at the, at the people's crib and whatnot. Maybe my, my uh, brother, my, maybe my brother and fiance might come over, but other than that, yeah, that's probably all it's going to be. I'm a fighter. Me? What about you? I don't, I don't, uh, I can't answer that. I mean, right now, I really don't have any set plans, but I know by sometime, sometime this week, I'm going to be possibly even working on somebody's house. Uh-huh. If not, then I'll just, I'll kick it at home, sit back, relax, and watch the game. I hear you. I mean, I'm looking forward to this game because, I mean, it's just, you have stuff, you have different teams that, you know, almost complement each other that makes any sense because you have Seattle and their, you know, unique offense. Well, I wouldn't say unique, but, you know, their offense. And then you have the Patriots and their complex offense going against that Seattle defense. And then Patriots defense, they ain't no slouches either. So I'm just exactly. used to some games where – I'm hoping it's not like last year where everybody said, oh, well, it's the top defense against the top offense, and the top offense got their asses whooped. Hopefully it's one of those situations where it's a close, competitive game that will keep everybody's attention. I think this is going to be a close – I think this is going to be a close Super Bowl because, honestly, that Patriots team overall is better than that Broncos team from last year. Here's why I say that. That Broncos offense was south, but it lacked on defense completely. I mean, this year, it still lacked in defense. I mean, their defense was, but it wasn't what it, it, wasn't what it, it, it need, needed to be to get back to the Super Bowl. It's New England defense ain't no joke. I mean, you got Reavers on one side. Brown on the other side, you still got to deal with McCourtney. Still got to deal with Pat Sound. I mean, that, I mean, that Patriots defense is so good. I mean, any given game, they can shut a lot of people down. They can do enough where they keep Tom Brady on the field. Now, that Patriots offense. I don't think I don't think as great as that Seattle D is, I don't think they can completely shut it down. I don't know. I don't know. I mean L O B I think I mean a lot of people probably didn't think the L O B was gonna shut down you know fake man in them. Peyton Manning in that office was in the top five all year. Peyton Manning was throwing touchdowns like they was like he was like they were missed, taking hits one by one. So I honestly think, and I mean, the Patriots' offense—they're not that much better than the Broncos' offense, but they're not bad. We all know how Tom Brady is. One thing I, I've heard on the radio, on the radio earlier is the one thing that's the difference between Peyton Manning and Tom Brady is he. Peyton Man will stand there at the line and make dummy calls and call out all these audibles and stuff like that to see what the defense is going to do or they're going to adjust to him and he'll know what they're doing and be able to pick them apart. Whereas, which last year, they knew, they figured 
that out, and they weren't they didn't change their alignment, and Peyton didn't know what to do with it. Now Tom Brady's not the type that's going to sit up there and make dummy calls and try to make the defense show their hand. He's going to stand there. He's going to look out there and see what they're going to do and do what he has to do and make sure he gets the right read. So I think that's going to be the difference in this game between last year's Super Bowl and the Chiefs is that they, they, you know, they're not going to have to worry. Even if Brady does make a humble and, you know, stuff like that, they're not going to show their hand, but Brady is a lot more of a cerebral quarterback, in my opinion, than Peyton Manning. Because he'll just stand there, he'll look out there, he'll call off the mic, of course, but other than that, he'll just go, he'll know what he'll know, and he'll go. Honestly, I don't. I just don't see. I don't. I don't see them shutting down Tom Brady like that. I mean. I just don't see it. I mean, I mean, Peyton does too many damn arguments. <laughs> see, I mean, he got to the point where Seattle was like, you know what, we ain't going to switch it up. I mean, let's see if we can stop it. And he couldn't. I think the one thing, though, that the Patriots got to do in order to keep that defense honest is definitely, you know, put, like, put them, like, put the whole, put, you know, put... They play their offense on the Garibaldi's shoulders and definitely run the football. Because they run the football effectively, those dominating safeties will have to come into the box, and then you need your corners out there to have to deal with Edelman and Gronk and, 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 and all them. Brandon LaFell and... Brandon LaFell and uh, all them cats. So, I mean, you just... You set you know... That's what they got to do. They got to run the football. They definitely got to run the football and try to uh, use that to make sure that the the boom is kept in check. Because exactly. if they go out there and try to bring it around, that's playing right into the LOB's wheelhouse. You know, you got Sherman, Bam Bam, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, all them cats. That's playing right into the wheelhouse. But if you run the football and make that defense put an extra man in the box out of the secondary, then you put yourself in a, in a better position. So if I'm a Seahawks, who do I put on clock? You know what? That is, that is a good question. Who do you put on Gronk? Because, I mean, one thing about Gronk, he's not, one, he's not the best route runner, but he knows how to get, he knows how to, get to a spot and make a catch. So, exactly. you know, I don't know who you would put on. Wow. I, I mean, might really put on this. Like, who would you put on him? I mean, you cannot put Cannon Chancellor on it. Cannon nah. is not strong in coverage. He's okay, no. but he's not strong in coverage. He's a hard-hitting hitter. He's a hard-hitting safety. You're not going to put the other one on him. You're not gonna put um, Sherman on him because you put Sherman on him, then you're gonna leave Edelman, Lafells, and the other receivers to be able to go run wild on the rest of your secondary. I wouldn't put Sherman on him for the simple fact that Sherman struggles against small receivers. I remember when T.Y. Hilton ate him up. 
most big receivers struggle against small receivers, especially the ones that can actually get off the ball without getting jammed up. Especially the ones that can just go underneath you and just get past you. I would put I would I would put Julian Edmond on Richard Sherman's side just because you still got Danny Olandola, Olandola, whatever. You got Thompson, Tompkins, whatever. You got Rock. I ain't want to go. The fact that Hernandez isn't there does take away does take a little something away from the Patriots. I'm sorry. That double tight end that double tight end set was dangerous. They would have won another Super Bowl if Aaron Hernandez didn't fuck up. Because, I mean, how would you check that? You have two tight ends who demand either a double team or a strong coverage corner to check them. I mean, everybody say the Legion of Boom is great. They can cover. But you got tight ends that you cannot put a linebacker on, no matter how great of, great of coverage they can play. You can't cover them with a safety. Are you thinking about putting your best corner on them? I don't know. Lord, that was embarrassing. Uh, yeah, that was embarrassing. I was trying to adjust my. I was still trying to get used to using a Bluetooth, and I was trying to adjust it, but it's so damn sensitive. I accidentally hit the button and got disconnected. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even get no one. I'm trying to. No, I'm trying to get used to this. Damn thing, trying to adjust it without hitting the button. <laughs> I'm hoping that this is going to be a lot better than last year. I mean, last Super Bowl was just respectful. You know that when it comes to Super Bowl, a lot, if, if, if it becomes a blowout, everybody's attention spans become smaller and smaller. But if it's the yeah, exciting I mean, game. It's the, supposed to be the biggest game of the year. Nobody, nobody wants to see an ass with them. <laughs> I mean, granted, Denver played better when they played Seattle during the season, but, eh. Right. I mean, you look at the well, prior to that when um, with uh, Baltimore and San Francisco, you know, with the whole lights going out and San Fran went you know, Baltimore came back in the That's getting that, you know, you keep, that keeps your attention. You know, games like last year. So I'm pretty sure a lot of people paid. I'm pretty sure a lot of Redskins fans paid attention when the Redskins beat the uh, beat the Broncos' asses in um in the '80s in um Super Bowl back in the, like what was it, seven eighty? Yeah. Eight, seven, I don't know. Yeah, it was eighty-seven. The first one they uh beat Miami. That was the uh, John Riggins of the John Riggins uh four one run. <laughs> yeah. And then Mark Griffin going out, getting MVP on by going out there and shredding the Bills defense. That and they celebrated. They celebrated that Super Bowl, which was 
23 years ago yesterday, as a matter of fact, which is 27. Yep. 23 years ago, the 27th of January was when the Redskins won their last Super Bowl championship against the Bills in the Metrodome. And I remember that because I watched that game, the entire game. Wow. Whew, that's a long time ago. Ooh, I know, I was right? seven. No, no, I was about to turn seven. Yeah, I was about to turn seven. Oh, and, yeah. and, you know, speaking of the Redskins, you remember last week's show, I told y'all, I told you and Armand Joy that um, I was going to Redskins Park this past Saturday. To yeah, uh, I actually saw, I, I saw some of your, uh, I saw your video. You going to uh, yeah. Israel. Yeah, it was, it was fun. By the way, Armand Joy, you know, prayers go out to Armand Joy, um, one of the oh, yeah. other families. Is uh, under his ill and is in the hospital. So, obviously, we are praying for you and your family. Hopefully, everything works out better and everything's better. And uh, hopefully, we'll be back here very, very soon. Yeah, prayers out. Uh, I wish your, I wish I'm in case family a speedy recovery. Prayers out, and hope to see you soon. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I went into this, and it's funny because I did the whole combine thing, and prior, like, literally two hours prior to that, I played flag football, and not only did I play flag football and it was cold, but we had to play both ways because we were, we were short. So I had to play both offensive defense, and I went out there mm-hmm. and did the two-yard dash twice, did three broad jumps, two shuttle drills, and a vertical leap. Oh, wow. I, I came home. I talked to my father. I talked to my brother. I came downstairs. I laid down, and I was knocked out. I was knocked out. I can imagine. I can imagine. I look. Let me think about it. I'm going to cut you off, yeah. But I mean, you think about it. I look at my school, and you know what I'm saying? I'm out of shape. Yeah. Oh, I'm out of <laughs> I mean, it's I mean it's different from when you was in high school, from when you playing sports on a regular basis. When you when, when you become an adult, when you have to work, you can no longer put your all into sports. You're going to be out of shape because I mean you're not doing you're not doing all those drills, the practice drills, and all that training to maintain your sports shape. See, being in shape and being in sports shape is two different things. You can be in the best physique ever, but if you have, if you went years without playing sports, and you try to actually do sports drills, you're going to be burnt the hell out. Easily. Mm-hmm. But I know you saw my, my people clowning me on the shuttle drill saying it looked very slow. I'm like, I know it's slow. I'm slow as crap. I'm like, 32 years old. What do you want from me? <laughs> I mean, I tell you, at the same time, like, yeah, like, you got to understand, you don't get paid to do drills. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but doing some of those combine drills gives me a greater, you know, a greater appreciation, a greater respect for, you know, some of these 
you know, kids, that, these kids coming out of college for doing these drills in a more intense and more magnified light, trying to get, you know, get drafted. You know, we were just regular folk that, you know, just happened to be, you know, that went on living social and brought the package to go in there and, out and do the combine drills and then go and meet some of the players and check out the uh, training centers the activities. You know, the kids out here, they actually are out there doing these drills, the 40-yard dash, vertical leap, the broad jumps, show drills, the uh, position drills, things like that, because it's a job interview. Right. So I have a greater appreciation, a great respect for those kids who have to go through that. And like I said, it's more magnified because they got out looking at them. It's on TV. People got film on them, all this stuff. So, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. I have a greater appreciation. Alright. I mean, honestly, I gotta give them credit, though, man. Because, I mean, for the ones that actually do make it to that level, they do it their entire lives. For the moment they start football, to the moment that they make it to the pros. They're do- they're constantly in shape doing drills. So I, mean, I commend them because I mean not everyone is going to go pro. Not everyone is in shape to actually make it there. It's like once you once people once I was really see the see you perform doing the drills at a combine, it's make or break. Very much so. Oh. Well, let's uh, actually move on now. Yeah. I posted this story earlier this week. It was about a uh, former NBA player, now now commentator slash analyst, whatever you want to call him, Greg Anthony. Oh, my God. Oh, he, he needs to be... Of the week, yo. We need to be family of the week. We did that. We need to be family of the week. He gets busted for trying to solicit prostitution but to an undercover cop. Yeah. Some mother's on our services. Yeah, we haven't avoided this in a while, Chills, but he definitely gets the Epic Dumbass of the Week award for that one. Like, really, dude? I mean, I, I mean, I don't know who's trying to get some black, but you got all these gold diggers who use one of these up for some money. I mean, I guess you you was trying to pay that much, but still. I mean, you, you can never get busted for having sex with a gold. You can never get busted for an undercover cop being a gold digger. <laughs> this is true. I mean, I don't knock nobody that pays for sex because I mean, I can understand. <laughs> I mean, you don't pay them. You don't pay them for the. You don't pay them to get you off. You pay them to not come back. You pay them to shut up and go. I mean, it's the fact though. You pay them to shut up and go. Uh, no, I, I, I hear you. I hear you, man. I hear you. I mean, you know. this, this is where dudes mess up at. And I ain't going to pay no free meal. 
but the ones that do the ones that do pay don't have to worry about their stuff coming into light as much. But oh well. Yeah, but like I said, I still think he gets the epic dumbass of the week award because you know, uh, he's a he's a man in the limelight. Trying to solicit up to which is illegal in most, like every almost every jurisdiction in the country, with the exception of Reno, Nevada, and you know that's I mean that's just dumb. That's just dumb. Like I said, I'm the, I'm in the same boat with you. I'm not judging a man for you know wanting to pay to get a little, get his get his bank get his joint off. You know I'm mm-hmm. I'm not judging him. That's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. But at the same time, you have to understand that he is a man that's on television and trying to solicit. And look, here's the, fun, here's the messed up part about it was he wasn't even a target. He just happened to be, he happened to just get caught up in a sting. It was right. a sting operation. He got caught up in it. He wasn't even a target. They just caught him up in the sting they were doing. I'm like, Lord, dude, really? That's why I say he that's a dumbass of the week award. Because he just, not only did he try to split the part, he split the part, he split the area where it was put a sting. I won't be laughing at that. I know that, I know that, I know. I know he'll, he'll probably never go to the Dolce no more. <laughs> <laughs> you should have, he, he should have, he should have went to that Ryan Hyatt or the W or Marriott. Hilton. Nah, he should have went to. He she should have went to like a super heat or something. I don't know. Them, 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 I mean, them, them, them super A's be police infested though. Huh? Those super A's be police infested though. They draw a lot of <laughs> negative attention. Yeah, that's true. That's something. Mm-hmm. He should have went to a motel six, but at the same time, they do keep the light on for me, so that might have not been a good idea. I'm sorry, too, Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he he, he should have went somewhere where he was already lined up for him. He was already like, Lord. Well, I, mean, I mean, he was in D.C. I mean, he was in D.C. You in D.C.? I mean, you got to mean, you're a woman back here, you can, I mean, for real? I mean, he's just to Did he go down K Street and get this chick, or what the hell? No, nah, he he uh, he uh went on, he was on an online uh, escort service. He got locked up for $80. I'm glad that like I wish we were actually on t- on live stream t on video instead of radio so that people could see me with my fa- with a face fall because I'm like really good. You was on the escort service. <laughs> like, come on, come on. He's killing me. Oh God. Oh Lord. I I just can't. I can't. I'm just saying, I mean, like I said, I'm not mad at him for trying to pay for that. But here's the problem. <laughs> he should have been a little bit more smarter with it. Like, 
I mean, I don't say you didn't know. I mean, you went to an escort service. You didn't know. I mean, shit happens, but... Like I said, you were, you were in D.C. You was commentating a college game. Get you one of them little college girls that need to pay for, pay for school or whatnot. I mean, get you, get you something off the corner. Get you a gold digger. Right. All you gotta do is hit, all you gotta do is hit a club in DC. There you go. By the beam, by the boom, chishing. Indeed, indeed. But regardless, either way, he's yeah, he's not looking good for the home, for the brother. Hopefully, he kind of doesn't get hit too hard with you know with the punch. So you know what happens. Yeah, I mean, you already got, I think he already got suspended. Matter of fact, he did get suspended. I'm not surprised. Yep. I mean, I mean, working with CBS, I mean, you know. I mean, you saw what happened to what's his name, the fifth magnet. Mm hmm. Yeah, you know, he got that late charge, and they had NFL Network fired his ass. Get out. Yeah, but, I mean, like I said, I mean, he's just trying to get his. I understand that, you know. You want to be sick, you see all the... I mean, I'm sorry, man. You want to be sick. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you want to pay for it. You just go out and get it. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, I mean, go to a club for like a good hour. I mean, you sure like little, you know, young, young little child that 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 we use some money, you know. Bottom bean, bottom bean. This is how though. There you go. It ain't hard. That's not what she said. Yeah, I, I can imagine. <laughs> I do want to transition to something else by just saying this line. I'm only here so I don't get fined. Oh, my God. Honestly, Beast Mode is entertaining to me. Dog! He's entertaining to me. I mean, he doesn't give the media nothing. I mean, that's how you spoke. That's how you handle the media. Beast Mode does not give an absolute single pass. Like, yesterday, it was the whole, it was the whole, I'm only here because I'm fine. I'm, I'm only here so I don't get fine today. It was just, they was just, you know, yeah. Just answer, answer the question with that. You know why I'm here. You know why I'm here. Right. Lord. I mean, he's somebody entertaining. You know, somebody thought he was a real D-bag for doing that. My thought is like this. The man don't want to talk, but he's being forced to talk. What do you want from him? Exactly. He's all about that action, boss. He's all about that action, boss. I mean, he doesn't... I mean, he can't... I mean, it's one thing when you want to talk to the media, but it's another thing when you are forced to talk to the media. I mean, I mean, how you, I mean, 
say he refused to do an interview or to talk to the media, period. I mean, are you still going to look at him as a douchebag? Of course you are. No, because the media is going to make him out to be a douchebag for the simple fact that he refuses to speak to the media. Yeah, and then the NFL is going to find him like a six-digit di- uh, six amount for not speaking to the media. It's like, the man can't win. Exactly. I mean, especially on Super Bowl week, I mean, he ha- you have to talk to the media. Especially on media days. Yep. All I got to say is this. For all the players that played in the Super Bowl before it became this spectacle of an event, I salute you because y'all didn't have to go through a lot of the bullshit that occurs now. I mean, y'all don't got media day and just that any other day and fan day and yeah. All y'all had to do was focus on football. Yeah, I get that. I mean, they made it a fan-friendly event where, you know, it's all about the people. It's all about the people, but, I mean, like, like, seriously, I mean, what other sport goes through that? (laughs) You'd be surprised. I'm sure, like, the NBA does that for the All-Star game. I'm sure the NHL does that for their All-Star game. Uh, Well, not their big game, but their All-Star game, at least. Uh, But I don't know about if they do that for their championship game. Um, I think the NFL is pretty, I think, the only sport. Sport that does it for the championship game. I mean, I'm getting ready to compete for a title. Like, I don't want to... Hey, my reporters in my face at all times, even more than what I go through during the season. Look, I just want to come here, win this championship, and go to hell home. So, cut an interview where I'm saying, oh, my God, I just want to Super Bowl. I'm going to Disney World. Yay. But, yeah. I don't want to go through all that. Like, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's how Beast Mode is trying to handle it. He just... He wants to go in there. He wants to win himself another ring, show off, and then go into the off season see if he can worry about getting a long term deal. That's all he worries about. He don't worry about even quarters and crap. But like I said, I like the way he's handling it though, by you know, yeah. being like you know, saying what doing what he's doing simply because yeah, of the okay. fact that he's being forced to do so. So it's like you want to force him to do it. This is what you're gonna get. Period. Don't like it? Don't force him. That's my problem. I think, don't I think like he's, he's, he's going to get a fat contract next year. I mean, granted, he's, 20, he's already 29 now. Well, he's 28. He'll be 29 next season. He still got some years left in He still got some years left in him, though. I mean, you look at his career, I mean... You've never really been injury prone. Yeah, I mean, I think he had like one major injury in Buffalo, but that was it. Right. My thing with this, though, does he say in Seattle? I don't see it. Because I don't think Seattle's going, I don't think Seattle's going to that contract. I mean, they had two great backs to back, that back him up. 
they got uh, Robert Sherman, and they got Michael as his backup. Why not? One yeah, of them I mean, are good enough to actually take their starting role at a cheaper price. I mean, I, I hear where you're coming from, especially because of the fact, you know, when you're a running back, once you hit your late 20s, going into your early 30s, and you've been in the league long enough, you know, you have a lot of mileage on you. A lot of teams are not going to give you a long-term big contract when the average, run, the average running back until they're like 33 from their time. I mean, some running backs have some running backs have that 29, 30 age. They get paid. I mean, the Cardinals overpaid Emmitt Smith, who was past his prime. Well, we already knew it was that. For, we already knew it was that for, but you know. The only reason that Emmett got that money was to get fans to come to the games. Oh, the Cardinals yeah, also did it with Ezra and James, though. Man, I used to love Ezra and James, too, man. That dude could run, man. He was such a great running. He was such a great running back. But I think that, you know, you're right. When he went and signed another contract and he passed his time, I think that ruined his um, – his, I think that ruined him. Yeah. It's different when you, it's different when you, one it's different when you got Peyton Manning as your quarterback. So it's different when you are going to an offense that doesn't have a fullback. Well, 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 it's different when you're going to another offense that doesn't have a fullback. I mean, the main reason why you wanted to leave any is because they didn't have a fullback. Right. So why would you go to another team that has a Similar offense. Yeah, uh, I guess I think that that move ruined them. Emmett, like I can't say that that move to go to Arizona ended up becoming a Hall of Famer and you know, still has the record for most um, most rushing yards in career. He both walked the painting record, so going to Arizona didn't really ruin him. You know, he's I mean, in Dallas. He just went there just to go there. In my opinion, he went there for that last big payday. That's what that was. Because I mean, everybody knew Emma was about to retire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everybody knew once he got cut by the Cowboys, he was done. I met him before too in person, Emma Smith. I met him before. Mm. It's a funny story about it. Working in the federal government, I was down kind of at the office of the United States Treasury. At the time, the USTR was uh, the former mayor of Dallas. Uh, his name was Ron Clark, Ron, Clark uh, Ron Kirk, I should say. And uh-huh. Mr. Kirk, being from Dallas, was uh, very uh, was a big Dallas Cowboys fan. He heard that Emmett was in the area, so he had Emmett coming to the office. He came down to our, my office along with my coworker. We're both Redskins fans. He came and introduced himself, and we told him it's a Redskins office. Emmett Smith is short as crap. I thought he, I didn't think he was that short, dude. He looked like he was about five, 
Five, five, six. I'm five eleven. He was he was shorter than me. His playing height was only five seven, five eight. Yeah, I mean, but he seemed like he was shorter than that. I was like, well, I stood up to shake his head. I was like, the fuck? I'm like, what is he coming up to my knee? What the hell? I mean, I'm being. I'm trying, I'm being funny, but no, it seemed like he was a lot shorter than five seven and five eight, yo. Oh man. Question, question for the champ, though. What up? Do you remember Anthony Armstrong? Yes. Yes. I'm sitting here watching uh uh man's hat phones. Mm-hmm. It's it's a man's world with uh, David and Samuel Man. It's an episode where they got a little family game on, and Anthony Armstrong is actually, is actually on this episode. For those who don't remember who Anthony Armstrong was, he's a former Redskins receiver, slash so Cowboys receiver. I mean, he ain't doing nothing without him, so it's all good. Oh. Well, here's one thing about about A about Triple A. I can tell you, one is that you know he did his thing in DC. I mean, he was he wasn't used very well, and he didn't really stand out. But he was a very consistent player. That's number one. Number two, he actually used to have his own little radio show um, on Sports Journey, uh, where he used to, used to be hosted out at this uh, restaurant in Reston. I've been to it a couple times. I've actually met him. Matter of fact, I met him while I was wearing a WWE championship center belt, and he said he wanted to fight me in a cage match for that for my belt. And he always wow. kept saying that. Number two, number three, that kid had a plan because as of as of right now, he's got his real estate license and he's doing real estate work down in Texas. So he he, he doing all right now. Yeah, he he got married and now he's in real estate. He couldn't he didn't he couldn't get on with another team, so he went and he had a backup plan and he's now selling real estate down in Texas. And I'm like, you know what? I applaud him. And I gotta say, many athletes out here, especially young kids going through high school, college, need to look at Anthony Armstrong as an example of what you should do if the does not come to have a backup plan. Have a means to be able to go out and get yourself, you know, meaningful employment. Keep yourself, keep a roof above your head, keep clothes on your back, keep food in your belt. And that's what AA did. He went got his license to be a real estate agent, and that's what he's doing. And I'm very I'm proud. I'm glad. I'm I'm very proud of this other guy. He's going to do that. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's right. Honestly, you, I mean, you, he was a good receiver. I mean, he was first year in D.C. I mean, he had great year. I mean, he would have been a, if he was right, he could have been a dangerous slot receiver. Oh, my God. Place yeah. number two. But I actually want to move on from football. This past Sunday was the Royal Rumble. <laughs> okay. Now that uh, we know who won, 
What are your thoughts on the Brady Rumble game? Okay. Uh, my thoughts on this. Number one, I'm not going to sit here and just, you know, on who won the day or who won the day on Royal Rumble. I mean, a lot of people are mad at that. It wasn't Daniel Bryan. It wasn't Dolph Ziggler. So, of course, you know, they're going to hate on that. It Oh, you know, yeah, they're, so they're going to be upset about it, things of that nature. But my thing is like this. Roman Reigns is not a bad character. He's not a bad character. And you have the boss writing your promos instead of allowing you to use your creative, your possible creative juices to be able to do your own promos. I think that's what, where, the, where the problem is. Because Roman Reigns comes from a very... A very long lineage of, of wrestlers from Samoa. I mean, The Rock is his cousin. Of course, he was the cousin to uh, Rikishi, Yokozuna. You know, he's kin to Afasika, the head shrinkers. Um, he's also kin to the Usos. So he's come, he comes from a long lineage. So I just think that a lot of people are just overreacting to how the Royal Rumble went. In my opinion, I mean, the match itself was okay. I think the match of the night, surprisingly, was the triple threat match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. That was the match of the night, and that surprised me. That surprises me because you know you got Brock and Cena, who you know they only have but a few moves in their moveset. But my God, they went out there and they told a story and they put on a show. I was on the edge of my seat watching that match. I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, holy shit, what is really about to happen here? I mean, that was a great match. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I mean, between Seth, Cena, Brock Lesnar, they put him on a great show. I mean, Seth really, really separated himself from a lot of people that night. The fact that he really took it to both of them. He didn't win the title, but he, I mean, it was an entertaining match. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I, I mean, for Brock to catch that elbow to a table and still win. Uh, it's told a story, and it's a very, very, very good story. That's dope. I mean, right, my reaction. What? No, I was like, like that match definitely was just was a lot more than I expected, but it was definitely, you know, definitely a great, great matchup. And like I said, the Royal Rumble, it could have been better. I think the highlight of that match was Bubble Ray Dudley for the most part. Yeah. That was the highlight of the match. Bubba Ray coming in at number three, getting the, the doing the watch stuff, doing the three D, all that stuff. That was a highlight. I mean, it was fun seeing oh. Bubba Man going up against Bray Wyatt. It was fun to see GP and all that stuff, but that was the highlight. Okay. So, yeah. What was okay. your reaction? Though? My reaction, honestly, Woman Reigns isn't is not ready. I'm sorry. I mean, granted, he has two brightness stuff, but 
there's been times where you've got actually forgot his lines. I mean, he doesn't impress me much in the ring. Honestly, his character isn't bad, but the fact that the shield broke up really shows that he he's not the strongest link of the shield. Now, I, look, I mean, he's one of those guys that's going to need a magic. He'll be great with a poor hanging kind of manager. All he's got to do is look tough, maybe growlery, other things. But I think that right now he's just not ready to be old. Um, hmm. Now, I mean, the match of the night, but of course, it's a three way. Right. DDP coming out. Mm. I mean, mm. I mean, it's like he just came from the grocery store. Came in, did a few dusty diamond cutters. I mean, granted, I know he's in his 50s. I know he can't really make it look like he look like. The diamond cutter from the old WCW days, but I mean, it doesn't look like it. I mean, it's like, I mean, the, the diamond cutter just looks horrible. I mean, it looks great, you know. But you know. now, when, I am, when when Billy came out, though, oh my God, came over. I was done. Who? When Billy Ray came out, when Bubba Ray came out, yeah, Bubba Ray Dudley came out. I was like, oh, my God, it's deep on here. Yeah. I mean, if Bebop would have came out at four, oh, my God. Really? Man. I mean, I give I give our truth credit, though. I mean, the fact that he was a Devon seller. He was he was D-1 fresh off the bench. But here's my problem, though. Devon, I mean, not Devon. Why am I saying Devon? Our truth needs to stop rapping. Uh, honestly, I, 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 hate the, I always hated the whole R2 gimmick. The only time I didn't like, the uh, only time that I did like R2 is when he was a heel. I loved that R2. He was no longer rapping. He, he came out with the whole little Jimmy Thurry. I mean, he was a straight man. Love it. Especially after he beat the shit out of uh, John Morrison and, and lit, a, lit a cigarette. <laughs> that was playing. Yeah. Don't fool me. You already fooling yourself. No. And uh, when I him and Miz became a tag team, oh my God. Awesome I, I truth feel- was great. Yeah, I still remember when he did, when he beat the shit out of boys and lit up the cigarette to the drink of water. I was like, Lord. I was like, this is cool. This is crazy. Oh, that was a great moment in wrestling. <laughs> oh, my God. That was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, I don't, I don't like our truth you know. He was even worse than he was Chase Quincy in his first round with WWE. Oh my god. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? 
I don't I don't like a lot of I don't like a lot of WWE thoughts and slash gimmicks for African Americans. That does sound racist, but it's like most of the gimmicks are stereotypes. Bullshit, all of them are. For a long time, they made Marshall be the mad big nigga. All truth was a nigga that dropped and danced. Big E became the next big nigga. Kofi was the the fake Jake, the fake Jamaican, and Xavier Woods was just there. Consequences Creed, I should say. Right? Yeah. Can't forget about crime time. I mean, really? Oh. I mean, crime time got annoying after a while. I mean, you know, crime time was crime time. But it's really just like, you know, like a lot of these, a lot of these images for African-American performers actually carry a I would like to see like an African American have a gimmick that not perpetuates the stereotype and actually puts them in a position to do that. That's what I want. Yeah. Does that happen before? Does that happen too much? Honestly, in their world, it might be asking for too much. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess we can still then I guess we gotta be well we gotta be proud that we at least one wrestler promotion has a black chance. Shout out to T and A wrestling. Indeed. So Hmm? A question to you. Alright. I'm do you think Kobe Bryant? Do you think Kobe Bryant should just go ahead and retire after the season? Do you think he should come back for one more season? Let's see. Last year he was out. He got hurt and had to miss the rest of the season. This year the same thing. I said it on. I actually said it on the page. Um, age plus injuries. Yeah, I think it's time to let it go. To the point, I mean, he's not getting no younger. And I mean, injuries is just going to, his injuries actually want to double. And the more he gets injured, the longer it's possible going to take him to the hill. At this point, only thing that Kobe is really playing for is to surpass Carl Malone and Kareem Olajuwon. I mean, Kareem Olajuwon. The hell? Yeah, I think we can get Kareem a lot more from. Who's that? Hakeem's brother? 
I don't know. I don't know. It's like I don't. I don't even know how Alonzo popped up. Like, but I mean, he's trying to. I don't think that's what really left for Kobe is to break the all-time form record. That's it. He has rings. He's the league MVP. He has multiple all-star game appearances. All. I mean, first team defense. I mean, he has scoring titles. So, I mean, what's left for him to accomplish? Maybe to become the all-time leading scorer and to win a championship without Phil Jackson, but I don't think that's going to happen. So, he yeah. might as well settle for the scoring title. <laughs> I mean, here's my thing. He missed uh, about in 2012-2013 season. He missed that because of Achilles injury. Then, 2013-2014. Season when he was coming back from that Achilles injury, his knee. That's the rest of that season. Now this year, coming off of that injury, and both had surgery, he's done for this season. So I kind of I gotta agree with you that he's up there in age for the most part, and it's only great. he's only gonna get older and he's only gonna get worse for his body. That and he's just basically in a situation in L.A. where. They're not going to win another championship anytime soon. So he might as well just go ahead, hang it up, and just get ready to be in the Hall of Fame when he's, um, time, when he's, when he's on the ballot. He's going to be a first-dollar Hall of Famer. I don't care what anybody says. Imagine he's oh, a yeah. first-dollar Hall of Famer. Definitely. If he's not, that means people just really just don't like him. But other than that, he's going to be a first-dollar Hall of Famer. And he's just going to put himself in a position where he has a better quality of life. That's the problem with, you know, a lot of athletes, you know, regardless of the sport, is you can't, you can't hate on their desires, but at the same time, they got to listen to their body and understand that the more they put themselves through all that, the worse quality of life they have when they finally do retire or injuries will end up forcing them to retire. And a lot of times, these athletes, whether it's basketball, baseball, hockey, football, soccer, what have you, you know, a lot of times these guys don't go out on their own terms. They go out because their body said, you know what, that's enough. If you don't want to, if you don't want to retire voluntarily, I'm going to make you retire. And it's a shame. It's, it's, it's a shame to see Yeah, pretty just much. Announced that, it was just announced that um, I saw it on um, somebody posted on Facebook earlier that Chris Samuels just became the new head coach of Osborne High School down in his hometown in, um, in Arkansas. So now he's about to be a head football coach for high school team. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, I was like, that's good on him. And that's a good dude right there, Chris Samuels. I actually met him a couple times. But he's a he's a chill dude, not off the changes. He just wants to sit. He wants to sit on his own, sit by himself, drink a Heineken, smoke a cigar, and just chill. You know, that's how he was. He's a real chill dude. And I can say I'm very I'm happy for him to be able to get a gift like that to be able to be a head coach. He, you know, he was a defensive coordinator in college for a little while. Now he's about to be head coach in high school. He's the same. But right. Kobe. 
Okay, hey, I mean, at this time, it's, it, I mean, it's just, it's done. I mean, so, I mean, you saw the, the comment from one of our uh, fans, one of our fans on our group page. I mean, his, I mean, his, his comment was just straightforward. Besides, nigga. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, shut up, my man, I'm going to rock for that one. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm a Kobe fan. I got respect for him, but I think, yeah, I think this is it. Yeah, it's, I think this is time for him to just say, you know what? I think it's time for him to bow with. Yeah, he needs to bow out gracefully. Otherwise, he's going to have another injury, and it's going to be a it's going to be a career-ending injury, and he's going to be forced to retire. He's going to be out of playing that sport, with, and it won't be his choice. But right. You know, so he needs to be smart about this. He needs to be smart about this and just go ahead and just let, you know, sit it down, retire, and, you know, enjoy life. Man, man, like, I think this is it. Like, Kobe's just saying, Kobe doesn't need to bow out. I don't want to see Kobe in a wheelchair. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. I 
Um, hopefully, it all, you know, it all worked out for him and um, things of that nature, but I just don't see it. I mean, just too many conflicting stories, too many, um, just too many inconsistencies, too many, too much going on. And, um, you know, just, there's something there that just ain't, it's just not vibing with that, with that whole story. There's something, something's not vibing. So, I'm going to continue to follow this just to see what in the world is going to happen. Uh, I just don't know. I just think that it's going to be not very good. Um, and then for all you golf fans out there, um, tomorrow is the first round of the Waste Management Phoenix Open. And it is the season debut of former number one Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods hasn't played this event in years. The last time he really um, played in this event, um, well, one of the memorable moments of Tiger was when he made an eighth on the 16th hole, which is the loudest hole in golf. And he made an eighth, and everybody went absolutely nuts. It was almost like a football atmosphere. Um, so um, if you want to check out Tiger's debut, um, it'll be on the Golf Channel starting at 3 o'clock. On Thursday, so live coverage from three to seven, and then a replay at eight o'clock. Uh, so you can check that out. Listen to it on PGA uh, Radio from one to seven. Good stuff like that. I think I'm gonna actually check it out myself just to see how Tiger's doing after going through back surgery and everything like that. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna look at it too. But uh, another thing I wanted to uh, talk about. Yeah. Uh, January 24th, go to State Warriors, Clay Thompson, scores 52 points in a win. What was so special about him scoring 52 was that he scored an NBA record 37 in one, in one quarter. 37 points in one quarter. That was actually amazing. I mean... Can you? I mean, let's look at look at look at some of the most prolific scores in history. Um, you look at like the Jordans, the Kobe's, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the Chris Irving. Uh-huh. Give them that many points in the court. I mean, I mean, he did something that none of them actually did. Thirty-seven points in a quarter. Yeah, exactly. And this just in breaking news because this just popped into my. Um, I just got the alert on this. Kylie Irving went off tonight against the Trailblazers for Cleveland. LeBron James oh. was, out the, was out of the lineup with a sprained wrist. Kyrie Irving went out and said, well, we don't have King James, we got me. And he messed around and got 55 points to, win, to beat the Trailblazers 99-94. He was 17-36 in the field, including 11 of 19 from deep. He had he was 11-19 three-pointers, 10 of 10 from the, uh, from the charity strike, 55 freaking points. Only LeBron mm. had more in team history with 56. 
and he had a team record, again, team record 11 three-pointers. So he went out there and put it all on his back with King James on the bench. Wow. Right. So that, that, that begs the question to you, because you know more about NBA than I do. Hey, what has happened to the game that people are able to score high-ass numbers
We will. And um, just an update, quick hockey update. Um, the Capitals currently lead the Pittsburgh Penguins to nothing. Um, almost midway through the third period. Um, and the reason why I say that, and they just had a TV timeout at twelve three left in the third period. And the reason why I mention that is because everybody knows that with sports, there are heated rivalries. Everybody knows about, you know, Open Denver, Dallas Cowboys, and the Reds, and uh, heated rivalries like that, basketball, Lakers, um, Celtics. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, in baseball, you know, you have your rivalries like the Nats and the Braves. In hockey, the huge rivalry, especially with this area, is the Capitals and the Penguins. You know, those two, like those two team fan bases, hate each other. I mean, with passion. Um, so right now, they have the edge on them so far, but it's still plenty of time left in the game for Pittsburgh to possibly mount a comeback. So I'll be keeping an eye on that as well. Let's go, Caps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I actually was watching the greatest Super Bowl commercial last night. I can't tell end of it. Hmm? I caught the tail end of it. I, I, was, um, say, I, I can't wait for this. I can't wait for the Super Bowl because, I mean, those commercials, man. Huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, seriously. Yeah, I'm interested in what's going to like, you know, coming up, you know what I'm saying, coming up this Sunday. I know last year some of them were okay, some of them were pretty cool, others were just like, what? So I want to see how these commercials will be dishing. They showed a couple of them, but there's one that put my eye though. This was dad that was driving with his kids. Get a bag of Doritos. His kids was asking for some Doritos. So, he told him, oh no, I see you. Like, no, I can't reach my arm back here. So, he just pulled over by a cop. And his son's like, this is not our dad. And puts it up to the window with a cop car. Uh, 
number four and um, the number four ranked player as well as the top five, top five of the top ten seniors will be on the Western team. So gonna be, this is going to be an entertaining game. And what a, a local, and actually a local player is actually going to be on the team of Bruce Kelly, who goes to Bullet over there at Potomac, is going to be representing. Well, he's going to he's going to be coaching the um, the, the um, team. He's going to be, uh, Bruce Kelly will be coaching the East team. Um, and we've got this career academy coach Robert Smith, who will be coaching the West. So, I can't wait to watch that. That game will take place on April 1st at the United Center in Chicago. And if you want to see the full, if you want to see the full, the full roster, it is now trending on Facebook. So, all you got to do is click on the Dallas All-American game and check out some of the links to see the actual rosters. So, if you're a fan of that, go check that out. See if you're, you know... Who's going to be on that? Who's going to be on there? You all watch yeah. I'm a, I haven't watched one in a, I haven't watched one in a couple of years. I need, I need to get back into the McDonald's All Star American Basketball Classic. Especially the Slime Dunk Contest. That used to be hype. I remember the year that uh, Chase Budinger actually was in it and should have won. Yes, she should have won that year. I mean, he was almost ducking from the free throw line. I don't know what happened in the NBA, but high school, he was gliding. I mean, he, I mean, he he could dunk for real. But I mean, I I, I will check it out this year. Yeah, I think I'm going to check out that game, too, just to see who are going to be the future collegiate basketball stars that will end up becoming future NBA stars and um, things of that nature. So I'll be interested to see um, how that how that. Looks like I want to say collegiate stars, but I know most of them ain't going to stay longer than one year. I mean, I know that's what I want to say, but <laughs> at the rate that yeah. they're in and out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they are those type that they'll go in for one year, do their thing, and be like, "I right, see it." You might need to stop the same thing that football has for to be out of high school at least three years before you can defend stuff for the pros. Honestly, think that the NBA should adopt the same rule that the NFL has about players playing for the draft by having, you know, having a couple years out of high school before the draft. You got too many kids who are freshmen going to start their years going pro, and a lot of them don't make it. So they have to be for an extra year or two to learn to be a player and then go pro, I think that would help a lot of kids and then also it would help situation rates. Alright. Here's where I actually got a 
really throw my actually say something because as much as you look at it, the NBA, the main reason why all these players are coming out because is because the NBA has they have the option of the D League. They don't go pro immediately. They can do D League or they can play overseas. They have options coming out of mm-hmm. coming out of that one year of college. I mean, they have they have more options than football players do. Because I mean, if you don't, I mean, in the field, where can you go? You can't do one in that name unless you come in at the age of twenty twenty one. But I mean, NBA they have the D League, they have playing overseas. So all they really gotta do is play one year, and they still have options. They were like, you know what? I can I can go somewhere, get some money to take care of my family, then try to get into the NBA. Or I can just, you know what? I ain't going to make the NBA. I can just play and get paid, period. It ain't the big bucks, but, hey, it's something. Because, I mean, especially overseas, I mean, most of those players get paid I mean, it ain't millions, millions, but I don't know. Some of them do get millions. I'll take that back. But I mean, over, I mean, overseas, a lot of them get treated like straight. I mean, players get treated like celebrities. I mean, the celebrity treatment over there is different from over here. You, you don't have to be the star. To get that sort of treatment. Right. Hey, Phil, I definitely, I definitely think we should close out the show. Remember that story you posted uh, back on uh, a couple days ago? It was on, you posted it on Saturday, Saturday morning, and you tagged me and Armand Joy in it about Troy Aikman, the pair of Bounty to take Bounty to Blake. Both of we have something to say about that. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I just happened to just think about it. I was like, let me go into the space. I can see where it was. That hard to go past it. In, yeah. Like I said, I got plenty to say about this. I got plenty, I got, well, I got plenty to say. I just will say this. Compare the bounty gate to the plate gate. Just like comparing athletes to hundreds. Exactly. It's just, it's just no. The flake gate is an accusation that they deflated balls by a couple of PSIs and it's supposed to give them a supposed advantage, even though even things like a normal regulated PSI, they still would have kicked the shit out of the Colts. Exactly. It, gate, I mean, it, didn't, it didn't determine the game. Yeah, bounty gate was a situation where players were going out and purposely trying to hurt other human beings, trying to take away their livelihood, trying to take away the, the way they see their family, and they were doing it for money. That's why there's a big difference. That's why you cannot punish the Patriots the same way you can punish the Saints because the play gate didn't hurt nobody. 
all they did was to totally give them an advantage that they completely need. But it didn't cause injury. It didn't mang nobody. It didn't end in my career. All it did was possibly give them a, an advantage, which they didn't need. And it still is just something that it gave them an advantage, to be honest with you. But down the gate, down the gate was out. They were out there perfectly. They were out there in career. So they can get money. So, Troy Aikman, I know you're taking a lot of concussions, so I'm sure his brain doesn't work very well. But for him, yeah, I mean, he's still, I mean, he still suffering effects from when LeBron ended his career. There you go. But to make that comparison, that's just stupid. It's stupid to me. I mean, honestly, I thought it was, when I, when I read the title, I thought it was an ass man. When I actually read the story, oh, my God. Like, I mean, how can you compare the two? I mean, first of all, Bounty Gate, you had these players getting paid to take out opposing players, opposing star players, to actually win the game. The flake game, the flake gate, no. I almost got hurt. It didn't determine the outcome of the game at all. No matter how you look at it, I mean the flake. I mean, I mean they still haven't been really proven. They found a few balls deflated, but at the same time, like you can't compare the two. I mean, come on now. No matter how you look at it, Bounty Gate is a lot worse. Bounty Gate is worse. You actually try to take players out for good, in their livelihood, oh, pretty almost in their lives. I mean, for real. All for money. Now, here's an, here's another thing I actually did look at, like, about this topic, though. You can't compare the two, period. No matter how you look at it. Eggman, I mean, the, how can you honestly say that the Patriots should be punished the same way that the Saints was. How dare you say something like that? For the people that actually agreed with Troy Aikman, how dare you? Congratulations. You have been selected. Mm. Hey, Barney, out. No, I agree. I think that it was, this was the moment I mean, the dumbest teacher that I mean, you can't compare that. I'm sorry. You can't compare that. Come on now. Bounty gate? I'm sorry. Last time I checked, what was illegal to put bounties out on other players? I understand that the Saints lost a lot. They lost their coach. At the same time, yeah. they did it to themselves. Yep. Also, here's, here's another thing. The flat gate could have been avoided. Because last time I checked, the, ref, the officials actually checked each ball from both sides to see if it's accurate. To see if it has the right amount of air in it, in each ball. 
So you're telling me with all of this, how was how was eleven balls missed? How do eleven balls go under the uh, underflated? I mean, go, go under. I mean, go deflated. Right. How do eleven balls go underweight? <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know either. Somebody dropped the ball on that one, but yeah, I mean, Troy, Troy just an idiot, in my opinion. He's just an idiot. He's a, he's a complete. For for that comparison, he's a complete idiot. Yeah. Oh, it looks like we're running out of time on the live stream. So. I know, we are. So if you want to go ahead and get the rundown in, um, if you missed the rundown, you can listen to it on our on the replay. If you're listening on the phone, so I don't see anybody listening on the phone, you can listen to the rundown. But for those who listen live, thank you for listening. Go ahead and run it down, folks. Okay. Well... Well, well, well. Friday, we have his and hers hosted by Poetry Dose Diva Free and the Bishop Eddie. Monday, we have the newest show to the 2000 story lineup. It's the Facelift of The Wire, where you can talk about movies, comics, anime, whatever. This show is called The Hangout, hosted by Poetry, The Extreme Angel, The Bishop Eddie, and I believe Best in the World. And next week, we got, well, next Wednesday, we have, we have Champ Chills, hopefully Armin Joy, on the skybox. Armin Joy, we send the prayers out to you. We wish your family the best, baby. I know I said it earlier, but I'm going to say it again. This has been another great episode of the Skybox. I'm Chills. I'm DCC for Champ. And we are out. Hey. Good night, everyone. Talk to y'all next week. Next week.